Chapter 22. Bend and you won't snap. Flow and you'll stay on course. Become empty and receive fulfillment. Die to your old self and you'll find life. The littlest things can become the greatest treasures. Meanwhile, those who hoard too much become distracted. Thus the sage, grasping the unity of all things, becomes an example for others, and still she is no show-off. This makes her remarkable. Since she doesn't need to assert her authority, many revere her. Since the sage is not prideful, she can be proud of her life. Since she's not focused on promoting her legacy, her legacy lives on. Since the sage doesn't play games, no one can beat her. There's an old adage, surely she who flexes with life is unbreakable. Is this just a cheap cliche? No. Trust that you really can let everything go. Do this and you'll receive everything back and then some. When I was thinking about this chapter, uh, what immediately came to mind was a time that I was staying at a hotel in San Diego, California, and I was on the bottom level in the pool area, and not inside the pool, but just on the outer edges, and then an earthquake happened, and the pool water just totally started swishing around. Um, but I just remember the, the feeling of the hotel, the building, the tall building, of it just felt like it was on rollers. It felt like you know it was moving with with the earth and it was scary because there was a lot of movement but then I realized that it's that give that was built into the building is what allows it to withstand the earthquakes it's not too rigid if it was super rigid and if it was meant to be immovable then it would have the the stress of the earth moving would cause it to crack and maybe ultimately crumble. And that was a valuable lesson for me in life, especially because sometimes I can be stubborn. And sometimes I you know, determine that there's a way, and the right way, and any you know, fluctuation from that or whatever, I, I feel like it's just deviating off course. I can get frustrated with it. And I've learned a couple things. One is that when you're faced with a certain reality, because life will throw crazy things at us, we already know that through 2020 has been a heck of a year, and there's just been so much that has been thrown at us. And when, when we aren't able to face the reality of our situation and we, we end up getting, if I end up getting too frustrated with that things aren't going as planned, that that is when I suffer the most. I suffer there when I'm expecting something to be one way and it doesn't turn out that way. And then I just start to just, it just fills my mind. I can't think of anything else and just say, this can't be happening or why is this happening? And it's that very thing that then also causes me to lose out on so much that's happening around me. And I, I think of right now, we have an opportunity to take uh, a road trip with 
our youngest child. And, and one of the things that Jeff and I have always done with our road trips is really kind of just built in space. And we have an idea, a, you know, a, a general plan of what we want to do, what we want to accomplish and things that we want to see, but we don't over program or plan the rest of the vacation. And instead we leave it open to the conversations that we have with other people as they recommend things uh, that we should go see and do. And I have found that those vacations where we've built in the time to just embrace the unexpected, that they're, they're so much more fulfilling that we get surprised by some of the the sites that we see or the people that we interact with and and by kind of letting go sometimes of all of that over programming and and keeping busy especially even especially on vacation <laughs> um, you know there's so much we want to pack in there but if we don't offer the space to breathe and to be open to the flow of the the universe and, and, and what is out there. There's so much more that I know I miss out on. And I think that the overall lesson I've learned is the more rigid I am, the more that I am not willing to kind of roll with what's happening around me, uh, the less, the, the more I actually do get off course, the more that I don't seem to be able to achieve my goals and this is especially true even as, is, you know, if I even have relationship <laughs> confrontations or Jeff and I are having a fight or something, and if I'm just so stuck in my ways that I'm not listening to what he's saying, and if I'm planning the next thing I'm going to say instead or defending myself and where he's got things wrong rather than actually listening and trying to understand where he's coming from, then I I miss out on you know, so much more of what I I could learn in that situation and probably even get closer to my ultimate goal of what I'm trying to accomplish as well. And so that that bending, that flowing, that becoming empty to receive, to just to realize that it is good for us to sometimes have a plan, but it's also important for me to realize that the plans just help get me going in the right direction direction and then ultimately I can keep reevaluating the situation to get closer and closer to what my actual goal is. And the one last part I want to mention too is in this chapter I really appreciated the fact that it says the sage doesn't play games so no one can beat her. And that's like, you know, a slightly different part to that, but that's like if I, you know, if I have a certain value or something that I hold really dear and I know that it's a super important in my life that you know I, I kind of think of like with the playing games more of like even just like having a debate about something if I'm debating with a family member or, or loved one or something about something that is important to me um, the more that I feel like I have to defend it or get defensive about it the more that I've really already lost and it does take two to tango and if you are able to just realize that on there's certain things that you do hold dear that are important and you don't have to justify it to somebody else and the more that you feel like you do need to defend it you probably need to keep thinking it through <laughs> um, because if it's if it really is an important 
important belief it's going to, or a value or something, it's going to inform the way that you live, but you don't need to be wrapped up in what other people are thinking of you for living or choosing to live in that way. And and I think that that's also an important lesson for me because sometimes I do want, you know, I, I have a tendency to be a people pleaser and I realize that um, that's, it's not a healthy thing necessarily when I feel like I have to defend something that is super important to me or, or powerful. And I feel like the more that I even try to start to defend it, the more I've already lost. And just by confidently owning what it is that you need to do or who you need to be, then you don't have to apologize uh, for, for what you know is, is good, true, or beautiful. And, and being able to know when it's those things that are values that you hold dear that you don't need to defend versus building in space for people and places and other things in your life um, in order to actually achieve certain goals. I think it's, it's knowing the difference and, and how to know when to be open and know when to not let other people tell you how to be or live is, is that nice balance to where I think you can find a real deep peace, a peace in, in all that you're going about and doing and, and trying to accomplish. And I hope in some way you can find a little bit of that peace in your life this week. Thank you.